With the NowJobs app, you're only three clicks away from a new student worker. Let us introduce you to the NowJobs app. That's extra help in just a few clicks. No fuss, no administration. Download it now. Available in Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and soon in Germany. NowJobs. Get the job done. Kaching. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. Russia is retreating, and the European winter is forecast to be warmer than normal. Welcome to the Good Vibe Show, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast Does Europe. I'm your co-host, Joel Copernicus Cheeseman. This is Chad. Watch out, Europe indeed is creeping so wash. And I'm leaving no verification needed, Elon van Nieuwenhuizen. <laughs> and on this episode, leaving opines, buy or sell, and Europe's job board market transitions. Hey, no judgment here. Let's do this. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year, thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. With innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries, it is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. Hello. 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 It's time for a beer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I already have one. Yeah. You guys in oh, Europe, uh, happy hour. Here I'm eating my chicken nuggets for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we do. You know how we do. Your silicone nuggets. Okay, no man. more KFC for me. You'll find out in shout outs why. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, the World Cup is coming soon. And yeah. uh, Joel, you just said that uh, in, in, in good, the good old U.S. of A in mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Indiana, Chatham Tap is doing what? Yeah. So uh, one of our only legit sort of uh, British style pubs here in at least central Indiana uh-huh. is called Chatham Tap. Yeah. So this year, Chatham Tap is actually selling tickets on Eventbrite to be able to go to the event, which I think is pretty smart. They're going to sell that baby out and earn a little extra income and not piss people off in the process. No, we'll just have a bunch of crying Americans after they get beat by the Brits. There's Jesus. a lot of Brit, Brits and British Ooh. fans. You'd be surprised. They're all from Columbus, probably. <laughs> they all, they all come up from Columbus. <laughs> we'll be lucky to see the U.S. get out of their group. Uh, they're in Group B, so they're they're going to play Wales first, and then they've got England, and then Iran. That's going to that's going to be fun. Iran. Educate the uh, you know the ill-informed Americans out there. Who's favored to win? Uh, what predictions? Belgium's usually good, right, Levin? 
Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's may, maybe an overstatement, but um, <laughs> we've been not too bad last time, I guess. But uh, normally we, we're not that good. We're a small country, but we've done some decent seasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Group F with Morocco, Croatia, and Canada. So I think possibly only Canada should give you a run for your money. That's so you Belgium's pra- bracket? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jeez. pretty weak. It's pretty weak. <laughs> Never underestimates Canada. I think I could get a team together and compete with those guys. Do you know when I was um, sitting in the car earlier, I was listening to the radio, and there was a discussion on the radio about, about the soccer cup, because it's going to be during the daytime in Belgium. It's in Qatar, so in Belgium it will be during working hours. And people had questions, what if all those people working from home are watching the, the football <laughs> instead of working? And how can we can we control it? Can we, put, can we ask people to put their cameras on to check if they're actually working for the record it is not allowed to ask people to put their cameras on to check on them amen so amen Amen. people can watch and pretend they're watching belgium canada damn it yeah all right let's get to the real shout out shall we let's do it i'll go first all right my shout out is a uh, a bit of our sarcastic shout out everybody uh it goes to kfc guys who doesn't love a, a good meal of fried chicken who doesn't love a good holiday promotion? And of course, who doesn't love a good marketing screw up? Since our last show, Kentucky Fried Chicken, popularly known as KFC to the kids out there, sent out the following message on social media, quote, it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KFC cheese, end quote. For the historically uninitiated, Kristallnacht, or the, quote, Night of Broken Glass, was the night Nazis carried out an organized massacre of Jewish people. An estimated 91 Jews died, and 267 synagogues were destroyed, with many businesses looted. KKK, I mean, KFC, deleted the message and apologized, blaming a, quote, semi-automated push notification system. Semi-automated? The semi part of that is a little scary. Am I Mm -hmm. right? So... Some element of human participation did happen, apparently. I'd say the colonel must be spinning in his grave, but dude was a well-known racist, so I doubt that is happening. A sarcastic shout-out to Kentucky Fried Chicken, everybody. When AI goes wrong, kids. Yes. My God. Do you actually, do you believe it's AI? I can't believe it. I can't believe they let AI decide on what to send to thousands of people. Semi-automated. Yeah, no, but here's, semi, here's the like, thing. Here's, here's the thing. I could actually see that where they just go ahead and just tap it into like the holiday calendar and then it just goes off the rails. But still, somebody's, somebody's head's got to roll for this shit. Some 24-year-old that doesn't know shit about history saw that come up and go, okay, approve boop and that went out and then they went oh shit what's crystal knock oops they've been crying in a in a a hump in the corner for days now i've got a rumor alert we've heard about career builder going into major clearance sale mode and i have heard major rumblings about the uh, sale of broadbean by the end of the year so any guesses joel leaving Mm -hmm. on who broadbean who career builder is going to sell broadbean to i'm going back to canada With my prediction, uh, our friends at the artist formerly known as Nuvu, currently known as Talent.com, mm. could use a little 
a little technology like Broadbeat has. And we know they have a few bucks in the bank because they paid how much for Talent.com? Anyway, <laughs> my guess, Canadian company, Talent.com buys up Broadbean. Ooh. Okay, leaving? Mm -hmm. Could be, could be. I can only say one thing. It's not us. It's not House of HR who's going to buy Broadbean. It could have been us. I mean, we bought 16 companies this year, but it was not us. It's not us, and it's not going to be. So don't call us, us, Broadbean. Okay. Well, no. all of the arrows, all of the indications are pointing at Axel Springer, a.k.a. Stepstone, a.k.a. Mm. AppCast. AppCast. So uh, mm. there we go, kids. Again, rumor alert by the end of the year, Career Builder going ahead and lopping that off. Is it to kill it? Because AppCast doesn't need Broadbean technology, right? Or distribution channels? Well, you got to remember, you got to remember, not all of Europe yeah. is PPC, right? Yeah. So if you okay. want to be able to broaden up into duration based, not to mention if you have portfolios, <laughs> so you have infrastructure there. It might be a decaying infrastructure, okay? Yeah. But you do have a brands and a portfolio of business. Got it, got it. And they got it off the clearance rack at TJ Maxx, so there's that. Pretty much, yeah. Everything must go at careerbuilder.com, <laughs> everybody. All right, Levin, you got a special shout out, one that's close mm -hmm. to your heart. What's up? A special <laughs> shout out for a special person. No, it's a shout out to Rika Koppens, our CEO. So it's uh, the gentle art of kissing one's ass because she's my boss. <laughs> Rika became 50 <laughs> last week. I'm not sure if she would like it when I'm saying this publicly, Just but she became 50 29. on November 29. 11th. Mm -hmm. And my wife is actually, uh, her birthday is on the same day. She was also born on November 11th. So I always say my two bosses are uh, having a birthday on the same day. And it's actually pretty true. But mm -hmm. more important, not the birthday is important. Rika has been nominated to become manager of the year. She was about to... Um, Declined the nomination, but her management team, of which I'm part, said, no, 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 Rika, you're going to win. We like parties. You're going to accept the nomination. So the organizing party is Trends. It's a magazine in Belgium, and it's actually in Belgium. It's, it's a big deal, becoming manager of the year. The, the name of the website is far too difficult. So right now I'm trying to register rikarux.be. It was free, and I think by now we should have it. And by the time this is actually live, this should be redirecting to the right website. So I'll go to www.rikarux.be, vote for Rika, and I could give you tons of reasons why you should, but uh, just believe me, she deserves it. Which is mean you'd be doing more ass kicking. That's Rika. She does the ass kicking. I, does, I do the ass licking. Yeah. Rika, R-I-K-A rocks.be there you go isn't the 11th uh, armistice day yeah that's a big deal in europe apparently definitely i i didn't know it was called armistice day in uh, in the us uh, in france it's called uh, jour de l'armistice so it's the same but uh, it's indeed it's uh, still a holiday in belgium and, and yeah. most of europe i think except in the netherlands because they didn't participate <laughs> they didn't Assholes. participate in world war one we're gonna set that one out yeah, it's not really celebrated here either. It, it is in Canada. Lest we forget something like that. You got to travel to find that stuff out, Chad. And travel is one thing we know really well. Sponsored by our friends at Shaker Recruitment Marketing. You're going to be somewhere next week. London, 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 kids. That's right. For TA Tech Business Accelerator, you just go to chadcheese.com, click on the events, and you can register. Come on over, buy us drinks, all that other fun stuff, and going to be there during Thanksgiving, which means nothing to anybody in, in London, which means we should be able to get 
a very good uh, meal uh, out there. So should reg- registration should be good, not Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> oh, that's Thanksgiving at my place. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, in the rare case that you listen to this uh, on Wednesday, Thursday of this week, I will be at iSims Inspire in sunny California, far, far away from London and whatever weather is uh, plaguing it. And uh, yeah, you and I got a little uh, sneak peek at all the stuff iSims is going to be talking about. I'm sure we'll be discussing them on the show of, of the future. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm looking to get a couple interviews, talk to some people, get soak in some sun. But uh, yeah, I'll be in California if you're going to be there. Stop by and say hi. I'll be in a beautiful Chad and Cheese t-shirt. I'll be easy to find. <laughs> and don't forget, kids, the weekly show you can now find in four additional languages, courtesy of Veritone. That's right, French. You're going to want to go ahead and soak in a bath while you listen to this one. Get some <laughs> candles going. German, probably not so much. Portuguese, and then also Spanish. So wherever you listen to podcasts, all you have to do is look for the Chad and Cheese, and then pick your language of choice. What's your language of choice, Levin? What language do you like hearing us best? Depends for what purpose. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Let's kill this right now. I wasn't talking about Swedish. Topics. Oh, my God. All right, guys, let's talk a little transitioning. It's not probably what you think. A recent article by our friend Geert Jan Vosdorp, also known as GJ. That's right. uh, Entitled, quote, why the European job board market is on the verge of a major transition grabbed our attention. It has the subtitle, the European job board market is in a golden age. For active job seekers in Europe, it is still the most dominant way for looking for a job But for how long will its reign continue in a market that is undergoing change at a rapid pace? Here are a few highlights from the article. Number one, job boards losing ground to Indeed, LinkedIn, and Google. Number two, growth of programmatic. Three, the birth of blockchain CVs. And number four, the growth of the gig economy, to just name a few. Chad, what were some of your takeaways from our friend GJ, which you can also find that article at twotalent.eu. Yeah, I think all of his points made a hell of a lot of sense. I guess the, the biggest question is, in their current state, will job boards be viable in 10 years? That's what I was thinking. I don't think so, but you know, if they're going to transition, what type of evolution needs to happen? Market pressures need to happen to be able to push them into this evolution. I think the biggest market pressure is indeed creeping. Uh, Three years ago, Indeed was number one in only one of the 40 plus countries in Europe. It is now number one in six of those countries. That was three years uh, type of progress. Now that's a creeping. And if that happens and they can continue that, they can pretty much capture the entire market. So I think that gives job boards just another reason to change. You take a look at uh, obviously uh, programmatic, there's so much happening there on cost per click and you know, their pay-per-click and, and then being able to also transition to that. Uh, before Indeed prospectively gobbles up, you know, paper application or application start or whatever the fuck they want to call it this week. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing out of all of this for job boards to be able to transition is we see so many companies talking about the death of the CV. And there are so many startups that are proclaiming the death of the CV, but how? We, we need infrastructure to move forward. And if you take a look at 
tech that's coming out today, some of the startups, one of them from Richard and Beverly Collins, they just announced CV Wallet. I mean, there's just so much that I think job boards need to think about, but they have to transition because if they don't, I think Indeed's going to creep and kill. Yeah. You know, what's what's interesting so much historically, and Chad and you and I have been around long enough, is that, that America is, is typically a window into the future of, of Europe, whether that's technologies or where money's going to go or startups that, that come around. And I feel like, particularly since we've been doing this show, that the gap between when something happens in the U.S. to when it sort of you know, gets to to the to the European market is getting closer and closer. Where it used to be like, I don't know, five to ten years before something sort of caught on uh, in Europe. That that bridge is now maybe three to five years, or possibly even less in some cases. And I think that programmatic, obviously, AppCast getting acquired by a, a huge ass European company, you're going to see programmatic grow tremendously in the next few years. I think with the work from home and anyone can work anywhere phenomenon is, you know, companies don't need tech talent uh, in San Francisco to hire developers. They can do it anywhere in the world. You see the mass you know, migration of, of Russian and Ukrainian developers occurring. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be really exciting in terms of, of energy and, and, and mojo around Europe and, and startups and things that are, that are created there. I think that, that what's unique is because you have Instead of states that speak all the same language and it's it's like th- that's not an issue with the states, you have certain things uh, in Europe that are unique to Europe. I'm thinking of QR codes, uh, and I'm sure you're, you're laughing, but <laughs> QR codes were huge outside of the U.S. They're currently sort of gaining steam back in the U.S. But when you mentioned the blockchain CV, to me, it seems to make a lot of sense that in a, in a continent with a bunch of countries, a lot of different regulations, a lot of different companies or, or things that could, could sort of change what a CV is. If you have something that's almost essentially like a passport yeah. where any country, you know, this, this QR code or this CV is going to go across any country. It's going to speak the language of any country. It's going to have all of my um, endorsements, all of my certifications. Mm-hmm. If you can create a passport that goes across all those countries, to me, that technology is going to take off much faster in Europe than it will in the U.S. just because it's not as big a deal here. So I, the blockchain thing is going to be really interesting to watch. To me, though, you know, looking forward as well, you know, a lot of these questions that haven't been answered in the U.S., let alone the U.K., are job seekers better off in this new world? I think that question is still out there uh, in terms of has the technology really helped job seekers? Will a recession swing the pendulum back from uh, job seekers to the employers? You know, with Elon laying off everybody, with Elon saying, hey, everybody back to work, does the pendulum go back to corporations having more power? Uh, I mentioned the flood of Russian and Ukrainian workers and how that'll impact things. Ultimately, I think I think the things that JG outlined are inevitable. But what what does the future hold for not just the U.S. but also Europe? I think is really going to be interesting to watch. And I think that the changes that happen in the U.S. are going to happen almost in coordination with Europe because the tech divide is so much shorter than it used to be. Mm, I agree, but. Europe sometimes is kind of different just because it's so fragmented, you know. Mm-hmm. There have been waves of disruption in our business since since ever. And if you look at when the job boards uh, came to existence, it was like the end of the 90s, early 2000s, when print became online and it was pretty sudden. Then 2003, you had LinkedIn, then you had the aggregators, you had Google for Jobs. It was all going very fast. But in Europe, those local job boards, they still exist. And some mm-hmm. of them are still doing very, very good. And I just did a survey at our own company. We have 52 brands 
in ten countries in Europe, and I checked which boards, which job boards are you using, and what is the inflow. And those local job boards are still doing pretty well. I was surprised, in fact, and it's mostly because you need a local approach if you want to reach blue-collar workers. The white colors you can reach through Google Organic. You can you have Google for Jobs. You have Indeed. Those people are actively looking for a job and they know how to do it. But mm. those blue-collar workers use still different channels. And they mostly go through, in Belgium, it's the Flemish Labor, Labor Department. Each country has its own. And those people sometimes are, I'm not going to say archaic, but a bit slow. And they still promote the job boards, which were active 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think it's going to change that fast. It should have, it's been changing ever, ever but uh, it's not going to disappear that fast. I do think that Google for Jobs is going to keep growing. We have about 30%. Uh, of the inflow is coming through Google for Jobs, which is wow. big. Yeah. Yes. But our websites are really optimized for it. So most of our clients, their sites aren't, which is a good thing for us because for Google for Jobs is an inflow channel and it's not mm -hmm. really a competitor. But for Indeed, of course, it's it's a big competitor and for the local job boards as well. And then programmatics, uh, I totally agree, it's going to become huge and it's going to be there fast. I think two things that that he that Levin said. I think that Google for Jobs has been a really good thing for the niche job board, the local job board. I think that oh, yeah. the free traffic that they're getting from Google, whereas yep. before they were trying to outrank, you know, Indeed or LinkedIn or other big sites, I think that probably has had a lot to do with the success of those local uh, niche job boards. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is the government sort of influence on these job sites. I was surprised when we went to House of HR uh, in Belgium, how important and how, how well trafficked those government sites are. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in the US, they're, they're an afterthought, uh, government job boards. And Chad can speak more to that because that's more mm -hmm. of his wheelhouse. But we never talk about local state job boards uh, in terms of influence with, with getting people hired. So I think those two things are pretty unique to, to Europe. I would say to some extent, uh, and and also the types of individuals that you're trying to actually connect with in the U.S. But it, specific question to Levin: What do you think about the the actual blockchain CV? Again, this is something that you would own. It's portable for you. It's your app. Whenever you get background checks, you get accreditations or anything like that, they stay with you. They don't actually go into somebody else's database. What what are your thoughts around something like that? This is something we definitely need, and we should have headed by now and yeah. we're working on it. it's WEC the World Employment Confederation is working on a thing like that on a global scale but in Belgium we are actually well, taking the lead I think House of HR is with mm -hmm. Federon, the Federation of um, for the employers now the, the staffing companies so um, it's it's such, such a stupid thing that when people want to apply at let's say House of HR Mm -hmm. They need to fill in so many forms and then they go to Adeco, they go to Runsat and they need to do it once again and again and again. So it's yep. annoying. So it makes sense that people have one, uh, one data set which they can share with whoever they want. And like you say, they have to be in charge. It's, um, it's the Web 3.0 thing. It's about um, decentralization. I'm owner of my own data and I decide who has access to it. And their blockchain will be a big player, I'm sure. It's, it's difficult to get it realized because there are so many people involved. 
Oh, yeah. Think of it from the standpoint of assessments and background checks and those types of things too. So if I've taken an assessment already, I can have that assessment in my wallet. I can have that background check. It, it, it's mm-hmm. sorry, within the last three weeks or six weeks or something like that. So, I mean, being able to carry, it's it, this isn't just about, you know, your information and being able to make it easier to apply, right? This is uh, being able to, to ensure that those individuals do have those skills. I mean, because we always talk about requirements and we, and we look at a resume. It doesn't mean that person's not lying on their requirements or they're, they're outdated or what have you. Uh, I think, I think this, this could be a very, a very large ecosystem that goes beyond just an easy apply. Yeah, but it starts with easy applying. It's convenience. And also, um, these, this data should be accessible by governments to a certain extent for pension funds, for example, uh, how long have you been working? Where have you been working? Once it's on a blockchain, it's proven that should be right then it could be used by government as well it could be used by uh, maybe by by unions if they want to if they get access to there are so many people who could be involved and mm-hmm. it's the, the hard part is getting everyone aligned that's a that's an interesting dynamic that's sort of european in nature uh, yes. right chad when we're starting mm-hmm. like government should have access labor unions should have access whereas the american attitude would be it's blockchain nobody can get to it like it's mine no company no no yeah. government like this then, is my data unless they're going to get paid so if the union or, you know, the government is actually looking to provide you yeah. with benefits yeah. or something like that, it's, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, you can have my information. Yeah, <laughs> it's of course. A, because I don't know. It's a thorn. It's, I think it could be a thorn in the process. I don't know that. And I'm no blockchain expert, but what would stop LinkedIn from saying, hey, here's your LinkedIn blockchain passport and you can use your LinkedIn resume, test uh, everything elsewhere than having the link, the Indeed blockchain uh, verification. And this is something we need to avoid. I mean, you could have tens of blockchains. No, no, there should mm-hmm. be one blockchain, like all kinds of blocks, but just a single block. I mean, I've been working at House of HR for six years. This is documented and mm-hmm. I should get a blockchain yeah. for that. But if you have tens of different blockchains, then we're back to start. Yeah. It's just a different way of doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I think we've had we've had companies talk about this year after year after year. Joel, you remember being uh, at ISIM's headquarters where they were talking about the blood, yeah, the, the, passport, the, yeah. the passport. Right. And this I mean, shit, that was in 2019, 18, maybe we yeah. haven't seen any of that shit happen. Yeah, it might have been 18. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's one of those things where, first off, if Indeed comes out with a blockchain, you've got to remember all of the other organizations that also need to participate in this blockchain. This is also for a assessments and being able to to drive applies and those types of things other job boards are not going to want to participate in something like that so it's going to have to be a third party same thing with a linkedin or or something of that nature so it's going to be some type of a third party that does it Mm -hmm. i agree yeah i think ideally it would be an open source thing that wasn't really controlled by anybody now how you build that i have no idea but it's like building wordpress for blogs sounds, sounds like cryptocurrency and i don't want to have anything to do with that at all <laughs> i need to take a break to work all this shit out let's do something i'm more comfortable with a little buy or sell when we get back everyone deserves their best job that's what fiji stands for we make a big difference for independent recruiters with the strength of our fast-growing recruiter network At Fiji, you can be your best self and work for the company you'd like whenever and wherever. We support you with the best digital and online recruitment marketing. We offer professional business development support, recruitment specialist training, and a bit of rebellious network meetings. Let's join strengths and help more professionals find the job they love. Celebrate recruitment and join Fiji at FYGI.NL. 
All right, guys, who's ready for a little buy or sell? Yes. I know I am. You know how this works, everybody. We talk about three companies that have recently gotten money or gotten highlighted. And we read a summary, and then each of us will either buy or sell that business. Are you guys ready to play a little buy or sell? Bring it. Yep. All right. First up, we have CloudPay. London-based employee payroll software firm CloudPay has announced a $50 million funding round that brings total funding to $255.5 million for the company founded back in 1996. That was a good year, wasn't it, Chad? CloudPay connects all employee pay processes, including payroll payments and on-demand pay, through a unified platform available across over 130 countries in 168 currencies. Chad, are you going to buy or sell CloudPay? 130 and 168. That's all I needed to see. This is a fast moving <laughs> sector. It, it really is to be able to pay somebody quickly. I mean, what, what do people want? They want their pay and they want it now uh, to be able to provide that hours after they clock out or maybe even minutes after they clock out. Again, through verification, getting that paid. This is tech of the future. It's today. This is something that we're all going to get used to. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, my uh, so my initial thought was that this sounded a little bit like a feature that maybe HiBob or Personio or one of the other sort of global platform uh, that they could just sort of tap in there. Um, you and I talked about Beekeeper on the weekly show. We'll talk about mm -hmm. it uh, towards the end of this show as well. But I love these companies that organically sort of grow. They put in the hard work. Mm -hmm. uh, they get you know customer by customer. They raise money over a long period of time. And, and these guys being founded back in the 90s, summer to Beekeeper, the world has come to them. The world has come to them in that we're hiring and employing people all across the globe. We need a way to, to pay these people and pay them quickly. Now, what, what sets them apart for me in terms of going from feature to full-on product is their recent partnership with Visa Direct. That partnership will enable them to connect it, these multiple debit accounts, credit card accounts. Yeah, They'll be able to pay people all across the globe in an easy way. They're almost leapfrogging the whole platform that might gobble them up by going right to the companies that pay people <laughs> yes. uh, for their work. So for me, it's like the world is caught up to them. They're ready for the world. Oh, Sheila. You know how it goes. This one also. <laughs> oh, oh, she. I can't believe I found a way to bring Ready for the World oh, into oh, this podcast. Oh. All right, Levin. Well, and before <laughs> yeah. Levin hits this, I yeah. just want to make sure that everybody knows out there, especially in the U.S., when they say, you know, American Express, don't leave home without it, that's only if you're not coming to fucking Europe because they don't take American Express over here, people. Visa's the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, MasterCards. You can leave yes. home without it. American Express, I always thought it was something uh, like 80s. It was huge in the 80s, and then Seinfeld relaunched it in the 90s. Yeah, sorry. All right, man, you got two You got two buys on this thing. Where do you stand? I like it when people pay me. I prefer when they pay me on time. <laughs> Mariana, I'm really not interested in the te technicalities. It's, it's cloud pay. It's paying in the cloud. Pff, who cares? But um, as long as they pay me, it's fine. But the only thing that concerns me or that worries me is... When I'm thinking about clouds, I think about Amazon, Amazon cloud services. I think about Jeff Bezos. I think about uh, centralization of data. And I don't <laughs> think whatever people pay me should be on their servers. So I'm going to go against the flow here and I'll sell. Levin has all of his money in mattresses. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Levin is letting his uh, adoration and love for Elon to uh, cloud his. Uh... I must say, I must say, if Elon is screwed up a bit. Uh, you think? He's screwed up a bit. You think? The quickest personal brand destruction in history? Yeah, you think so? Just a tad. All right. Dude, All right. That's, he's going uh, to surprise us. I, I still, still believe he's going to surprise us with a, with a big scheme. He's hiding for now, but I'm getting a bit worried. A little bit worried. Wow. <laughs> I'm worried if Levin's a little bit worried. All right. Let's get job protocol. Ah. Uh, London-based decentralized employee recruitment portal job protocol has announced a 1.5 million euro pre-seed round ahead of its official launch. That occurred on November 8th, just last week. Job Protocol's core service works with companies to advertise new positions with a, quote, recruitment bounty, end quote, encoded as a Web3 smart contract. The startup says after listing on a job protocol or listing a job protocol, you'll get a ton of candidates. We go through all of them and push the most relevant ones straight to your ATS or email inbox. It sounds too good to be true, and we're throwing in Web3. Levin, you've got some strong feelings on this one. What you got? Indeed, because the two founders are Belgians. Those are two young Belgian guys. I know, I know. If it's Belgian, it's got to be good. But um, (laughs) one of the founders is uh, Jacob Klarhout. He was mentioned in Forbes 30 Below 30 last year. He lives in London, but he's Belgian, and he used to be active as a venture capitalist at Bartek. And during nights, and I believe during weekends as well, he was building a platform for aspiring venture capitalists to pre- prepare for the job. And the other founder is Boris Gortz. He's also a Belgian who used to work at Datacamp, and he launched some kind of an app for students. So those two guys decided to do something. I, I imagine myself, they were sitting in a pub, drinking beer and thinking we need to make some money for ourselves. Let's launch a company. Let's do something with blockchain, recruitment, Web 3.0. And they came up with a great idea and it's called Job Protocol. And at first I was kind of skeptical. I mean, young people launching a company, Job Protocol, stablecoin, blockchain, who cares? But then I started reading into it because the TED, the financial newspaper in Belgium, wrote an article on them this weekend and they asked me for a comment. So I had to do my homework and I got really excited about it. It's really an interesting concept. So for those who don't know, and maybe in Europe, still many people don't, Web 3.0 is a concept. It's like going back to, in my opinion, to the World Wide Web in the early days, the almost anarchistic days of the internet. It's against big tech. It's against um, centralization of data. Now data is mostly owned by big tech companies, but Web 3.0 is about decentralization. It's about taking ownership of your own data, etc. No authority but myself, power to the people, you know it. If you don't want to be a number, don't give them your name, privacy, all Web 3.0. And I'm really a big fan of the whole concept. Job protocol, they want to be a, a decentralized community. So they want people who are using it to be involved also in decision making. It's like almost communism, but in a good way. And it's a referral system. So they're going to use their platform to recruit people for the Web 3.0 in- industry. So it's kind of a niche site. It's, they're going to use their community. And people are going to get a referral fee on average 10,000 euros. And 10% on top of that fee is going to the platform. And there will be tokens used 
and people can use tokens to vote in the decision-making process. There's a raise this community heading to the process or the people will be involved in making decisions. I'm not sure how it's going to go in, in very detailed, but I really like the concept. They're going to pay the bounties in um, some kind of a crypto stablecoin. Normally, I'm not a big believer in crypto, but in this case, since they're aiming for people for the web 3.0 community thing, those people probably will believe in crypto and they will trust it. I thought if I was going to launch something like that for a normal community and I was talking about crypto, people would just not believe me. And it's all about trust. If you want to give people a bounty for bringing the right candidates, then it's about trust. And in this case, it could work. So I'm definitely, as you can imagine, a buyer. That's a that's a strong buy from leaving. Going to hole on that one. I felt a little differently. Uh, and Chad, mm-hmm. I guess you can you can break the tire. So the URL is jobprotocol.xyz, which is so very <laughs> Web three, don't you think? Uh, so we talk about European stakes on the show, and usually how bad they are, at least from my perspective. So. Apparently, there's a stake in Belgium uh, that will change my mind that Levin has told us about. <laughs> uh, anyway, Job Protocol is basically bounty jobs with blockchain and Web3 attached to it. Uh, another startup called Brain Trust, and we've talked about Sir Richard's CV wallet, are on the blockchain trend as well. At this point, to me, the jury is out on Web3 as it relates to employment. Uh, I think melts down, meltdowns like the one at FTX this week are not going to help any blockchain's cause. Uh, only the metaverse right now is surrounded by more hype than the blockchain. Time will tell, but if I were putting my money down, I would have to pass on job protocol. Ooh, you just didn't get it, Joel. You just didn't get it. Oh, that's very, that's very likely. Yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. I, all I have to say is word salad, baby. Just because you use the term Web3, smart contracts, you throw <laughs> in crowdsourcing, and you, then you pay people in crypto at the end right there. I don't fucking trust that in a heartbeat. <laughs> then it says candidates are vetted by job protocol. How? Smart contracts. I mean, again, you can't vet unless you actually have the connections and the infrastructure set up with all of the assessments, all of the the, the educators, those types of things. What are you going to vet? How do we actually know? So from my standpoint, one of the things that I hate is looking at organizations that are built, startups, that really have no background in this business. And I'm talking about more of the recruiting and and HR and talent management side of the house. So if something new comes along, they'd better have deep experience in this. And I don't see it here. Again, can't trust them. It's a sell. Okay, that's more more for me. More (laughs) shares for me. Tell your buddies to call us. We'll get it. We'll get a demo. We'll bring them on the show where they can uh, sell us on the idea. I will. It's racism. You just don't like Belgian people. <laughs> we love Belgian people. What are you talking about? Great I don't know if you met. I don't know if you met Rika Copens, but I, I love that one. Yeah. But Rika rocks. Rika rocks. Be, everybody. Don't don't forget to vote. Rika rocks. Be. All right. In the spirit of always uh, bringing OnlyFans into our show, uh, how about the OnlyFans? Of job candidates. That's right. Rather than assuming the value of a match to the tune of thousands of euros for intermediaries and employers, 
startup Earnhire chooses to pay the owners of a resume when their resume is viewed. Founded in 2017, Earnhire says it's the says it's the same revenue job boards Indeed, LinkedIn, etc. use to thrive and that Earn Hire innovates job search by providing you equity and ownership in your own content. No money raised, but they were mentioned in the European job board transitioning article. Money for resume views and your chicks for free, Chad. Are you buy or sell on Earn Hire? I heard GJ talk about it, or at least I read him him talk about it. And I thought this seems pretty interesting. So I go to the website and I click on a button that says, learn more about resume profile. And I got a 404. Every button that I click to try to learn more as a job seeker, I got a 404 error. Not good, right out of the gate. Yep. I jumped into the actual uh, resume profile area where the employers go. This is where they actually take a look to see if they can find any talent and then they'll pay for, for viewing. It was all junk test-like accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, then I go to the about page and it, it talks about this company called Bental Hire and the FAQs. So this company is all over the place. Yep. I don't know what GJ was looking for. Uh, plus, if you remember, job.com actually had a, a pay feature, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they had these great credit cards and all this other fun stuff. And what did Aaron say they did with the the credit cards? They fucking killed them because nobody wanted them. So this whole thing to me just seems like a hot steaming pile of garbage that I want to have nothing to do with. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) All right. Yeah. You frankly stole a lot of my thunder. Uh, A lot of 404, (laughs) a lot of 404 errors, just a lot of not ready for prime time. Uh, The design of this thing looks like somebody did it in 2003. Uh, It looks like a one man shop, one man show. So there's the business commentary. Mm -hmm. These guys clearly aren't a plus like level business. Okay. Let's, let's put that aside. Let's talk about the idea of paying people for access to resumes or whatever. And you mentioned job.com, which is basically like when you get hired and you like, it was really confusing. You had a lot of complexity to this stuff. I was going to bring in purple squirrel, the business where <laughs> you can pay money to talk to someone at, you know, Apple yeah. or yeah, Google. Yeah. And apparently that's going to give you the inside track on how to get a job at these companies. I think the employees that use the company brand to like make money on the side is kind of bullshit, but that's aside the point. Yeah. And then you have another company called 21.co. I don't know if you remember these guys or yes. not. Yes. So they start out as you set a price, you email me, and I promise to email you back. So this was fun for entrepreneurs or, or companies that wanted to talk to investors. You know, if yeah. I want to get a, uh, an email from Mark Andreessen, I'm going to pay a hundred and whatever dollars it was to get an email back from him. Well, that company now in line with the blockchain theme of today, now they, they're a crypto company now. So, so that business model didn't really take. So I think as a business, it's hot garbage. As an idea, sort of a business idea as well, it's it's equally as bad. Uh, so for me, earn higher is a sell. And I need to talk to GJ as to what he was thinking when he touted this company. Okay, well, let's get beyond earn higher as a company and the 404s. Let's just think about the concept. The owner mm-hmm. of a resume gets paid every time his resume was looked upon. Something like that, that's the whole concept. Sounds good, but it's so easy to fraud on this. I mean, I can 
just look for what skills are companies looking for the most right now. Let's say you're looking for a Java developer or .NET programmer as a recruiter and you're using this database and nine out of 10 of the resumes will be fake because people have been uploading them to make some money. So just because of this, I would say definitely sell. Yeah. Anytime you have to try to manage whether you the the applies or the candidates that you're getting are real or not, just like the whole Indeed bullshit yep. that they're talking about right now exactly. with the, the paper apply start, you have to go back and you have to check that and you have to submit that back to Indeed and you've got to manage the whole process, which makes it even worse, but yet they're trying to make it better. This is the same hot steaming pile. Keep it simple. People yes. keep it simple. All right, that's another round of buy or sell, the one that you know and love. As always, we agree on at least one of those companies, everybody. And that brings us to the end of buy or sell. All right, guys, big news last week out of Europe. Uh, Chad and I covered this on the weekly show, uh, but wanted to get Levin's take on Beekeeper, one company that Chad and I were really, really high on. Here's a refresher yes. for those that didn't hear. Uh, Beekeeper, a Swiss-based company that connects the non-desk workforce to operational systems and communication channels, has raised $50 million in a Series C funding round, bringing total funding to $146.5 million. Since 2020, Beekeeper has seen growth with thousands of frontline business locations, now using the platform in more than 150 countries. Levin, what are your thoughts on Beekeeper? If it were buy or sell, are you a buyer or seller? No, I just, I really, I really, really, really loved it. And I think I'm going to introduce it in my own company. I've never seen an app this complete. It's, it's wow. That makes me feel good about all the adoration I gave it last, yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, involving chat stream campaigns. It's about inbound, outbound analytics. It's everything is, in, is involved. So it's great. Pretty fucking cool. And something I read, my first opinion was the same as something I read on your podcast. It's like an intranet, but then in an app, accessible, and that's true. Mm -hmm. And the best thing was uh, that um, when I tried to start my trial version of the app, I could uh, install it on my phone. This is something I've never seen before. It asked for my email address, I gave it, and then it suddenly it showed my email, uh, sorry, my, my logo from House of HR and my, um, my color. Just because I'm living at House HR, it probably went to the website. Uh -huh. It got the the logo and it got the primary colors, and it suggested the look and feel of the app without me having to upload anything at all. I've never seen something like that. This oh. was it stole your CSS. <laughs> yeah, 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 sort of, indeed. Yeah, hijacked. It did. Yeah, it hijacked the CSS. That's awesome. It's extremely convincing that their service <laughs> will be great. I'm definitely a buyer. Boys, it's been fun. Another one is in the can. Chad, have fun in London. I'll be thinking about you when I'm in Southern California. Ooh. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar, blue, nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.